following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Thank you for joining us this third hour of Radio Law Talk. This is uh, something that Denise Cal and I and Todd love to do. Um, again, we really truly do thank our listeners out there. I was at an event last night and uh, a couple of people told me, hey, my brother in such and such state listened to you and loves the show. And I think uh, that's great. We really appreciate it. I, I'm going to say uh, hi to the Tanners out in Canada. You know, I was at a... I was gone last week, and I was in Canada. It's beautiful. I had to go back to a funeral. It was unfortunate. It was a wonderful aunt that uh, I respect and loved and uh, was a wonderful person in her 90s that passed away. And it was good to see a lot of the family. I am not Canadian, but my wife's side of the family is all Canadian and from Alberta. And, and they uh, listen to the show. And uh, so shout out to the uh, Tanners out there that listen to the show. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, opportunity to discuss things here that are sad, that are happy, that are questionable and amazing. If you want to get involved, call, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. And I always say this because I get a lot of emails after uh, our show uh, that are great emails, and we appreciate those. So if you want to do that, that's info at radiolawtalk.com. But join us uh, at any time. And again, we're going to do what's called a case or no case. Those of you uh, from our new affiliate, WSGI, 1100 AM in Springfield, Tennessee, a case or no case. If you want to call in and you don't want to be on the air, you can actually call in at the 855-LAW-RADIO and just tell them what you think, and Cal will put it on the air, what you think. Or you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk. But everybody loves case or no case. Cal, get ready for the most important part of this hour, which is case or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, y'all. I am now going to take you to Austin, Texas, where Tiny Tina Biggs had a very nice Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Every once in a while, she drives it over something, you know, breaks it down. But she had a good mechanic, Rooney Blunkall. He'd fix it up and everything would be cool. Well, one time, Tiny Tina ran the truck over a great big culvert, high-centered it, and cracked the transmission housing, and therefore the transmission had to be either replaced or the parts swapped out into a new case. Rooney said he could do that, or he could just put in a new transmission, you know, or I can go find a wrecking yard case and put all the parts in. But either way, it's not going to be cheap. Going to be 2400 bucks plus to swap the parts over, and a little over 3000 for the new tranny if you want to go that way. So Tina said, uh, yeah, put in the new transmission. She signed all the paperwork. Rooney got to work, put in the new box, got it all adjusted and working perfectly, called Tina up and said, come and get it, Tina. And she did. Ah, well, she tried anyway. You see, she didn't have the $3,194.62 required. She only had 2300 She gave Mr. Blunk all the money. He said, thank you wrote her a receipt and said, is there anything else I can do for you? She said, yes, I'd like my truck, please. And he said, I don't think so. You want your truck? You finish paying me what you owe me. But I can't do that for three months, she said. Well, then it'll be right here. I need to get paid. And so Cena, Tina sought counsel because she said that Mr. Blunkall was illegally holding her truck hostage on a debt. And I ask you, case or no case, and Ms. Dirks, I believe it's your turn to go first. Now, is it not? <laughs> um, yes, I believe it is <laughs> my turn fact, to go first. You lucky devil, you. That's right. <laughs> right Tiny right. Tina Biggs truck. Yep, Tiny Tina Biggs. That's how she got okay. the name, Tiny Tina Biggs. It's a little play on words. They did do that in Texas, you know. They do. From what I've been told. And what was Rudy's last name? Blunkall. <laughs> what? Blunkall. Okay. B l u n k h a l l. Maybe it's Blunk Hall, but I'm going with Blunk Hall. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so this, okay, this 
Oh my gosh, it takes me back to Bellman's again. Okay, this is a situation where. <laughs> to what? I'm sorry. Bell, Bellman's. B a i l m e n t s. Oh, I thought it was an old boyfriend she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought, Who's I, that? I thought it was like a favorite bar in college or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, no, it's um, okay. First of all, was a valid contract formed? Yes. We don't know if she signed something in writing. She did. Certainly. Sign, okay. I, I said she signed the paperwork. That's she what signed I said. the paperwork. Okay, I didn't catch that, but okay. So it's a written um, uh, obligation for him to fix a truck, and it's a written obligation for her to pay $3,000 for it. If she only pays 2300 she hasn't finished her obligation to get the truck back. And I do think that it's okay for him to hold on to the truck until she fully pays him. Um, in the meantime, he is a beller, if you will, of the truck. He has to make sure that he stores it in good condition, keeps it in good condition. He cannot use it, can't let other people use it. Can he charge you for storage? Um, potentially, he could, um, but not likely unless it's in the writing. Um, but he does have to hold that and keep it safe. So I'm going to say after all of that, it has to be something weird. So I'm going to say that... Um, Tina sues Rudy, and the court says, give her back the truck for some reason. Something odd has to happen. Maybe it's Texas law or something, but it has something to do with Cal's funny face right no, now. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, <laughs> when I got this, I was thinking out loud to myself, well, what's the difference between a debt and the item. I mean, sometimes you get the item and you have to pay out the debt. I, I don't know that. So that's why I decided I would yeah. go with that. Yeah. I mean, he has a secured interest in the truck, if you will, by putting the parts in and all of that. So he does have a security interest. I still think that Tina wins for some reason. Mr. Penny, what say you? That was so intelligent that and great? over yeah. the top. Yeah. I just, I, I can't even beat that. But what I do is I think about Cal. Tiny Tina Biggs and Rudy Blunkle. That's the issue. No case. You don't think people are named Tiny Tina? Tiny Tina Biggs and... But it's actually not Tina Biggs because you could have added the tiny. It's the Rudy Blunkle that is not a name. No case. Don't you remember when he looked up weird names and weird mm -hmm. things and it was a case? Like, okay. Uh, okay. Just no case. I'm, I'm, but I, there, there is an issue there of... I know there are, in general, some states that you can't hold the person's vehicle if something's owed. So I believe that's a real case issue. I mean, real laws in states. In fact, I'm almost positive. But the Tina Tiny Tiny Tina Biggs and the Rudy <laughs> Blunkle are not such killing no me, such Fred. thing. You're killing me. Next. Todd Cunham, what say you? It's a case. She gets a car back. Case? She, gets, case, a car she back. gets a car back. And what I'm going to say, it's something actually similar to happened to me in college so if it's not a case you could say based upon a real experience in that it happened to me but you didn't know about that uh yes it is a case and and to Denise's analysis there, I would say it would be even stronger if the writing that she signed contained within it language about what to do if the bail or if the amount is not paid, i.e. you've got to pay it before you get it. If not, we'll keep hang on to the truck. We'll hang on to we'll charge interest. We'll do all of that. And if none of that is contained in the writing, if it's just, you know, we'll just go ahead and do this and assume they're assuming there's no implied provision of the law. You know, the guy doesn't have a right. He's basically converted it to his own property without the right to do that. So she should get her truck back. She still owes the money. She just gets her property back. That's my answer. That's smart and intelligent. That's exactly Which is probably, very rare for me. But that's probably what it should be. <laughs> but you didn't go into the name issue, and I did. You did. So we're going to be back, and we're, Cal's going to tell us whether or not these guys have those real names. If they do... Then they should change their name. But if not, then it's probably a real case. Hey, I want Tiny Tina Biggs' number. I if she's real. I don't know if I want Tiny Tina Biggs' number. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Remind you that we are on live Pacific Time, 9 to noon every Saturday. You can stream the show live at that time. We, of course, thank you for listening on your favorite radio station as well. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So case or no case, Cal, you think uh, I'm the winner or do you think I'm going to just bail on this one? Is he the winner or the chicken dinner? Well, I, it's, it's a real <laughs> question, isn't it? Uh, because Fred thinks that it's all phony baloney because of the names. And I will tell you before we go any further into any detail that the names are actual names of actual litigants. So I'm just going to put litigants, that Litigants, that means I lost. 
No, I didn't say. You said this, litigants. I didn't say in this case. I just said. Oh, in litigants. <laughs> oh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. For those of you. For those of you. <laughs> listen, that's my job. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so I started it. You, 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 you give the opinion. I'll, I'll do the okay. bit. Okay. Stay in the lane. No wonder. No wonder he doesn't get an Emmy. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who say this is a case. May I see by the... Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. oh, Fred Penny! Oh, boy. Fred Penny oh, is boy. smart. Well, as it turns out, no case but Blanc Hall would have probably won the mechanic. In Texas and perhaps some other states, your mechanic has the legal right to keep your car until you pay the entire bill. There is an implied mechanic's lien or garageman's lien in Texas which basically secures payment to the repair shop for the repairs that have been provided. And that, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is case or no case. Pure joy. Tiny Tina, you're letting me down. Pure joy in my <laughs> life to beat Denise and Todd. Oh, my gosh. So that's two points for me and none for them, right, Kel? That's exactly right. My heavens. That's exactly how, did we, how did we end up today with all of that? Uh, Mr. The... Kunin scored zero points, has 15 now as of uh, coming up next week. Miss mm-hmm. Dirk scored four, so Nishina has uh, 16. Mr. Penny has scored five, so he now has 20. Mucho Seso. Wow. That's a little Spanish, I know. Go. Very smart. I think that's in Spanish. Call us at 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk if you want to correct my Spanish. Um, look, let's just roll right into this that we keep trying to talk about. Okay, so what happens is when singers come in and they have. Okay, I'm a brand new singer, and I want to show you my great songs. They sign up with a record company, right? Yep. And as they sign up with a record company, the the one that basically holds the right to what's called the catalog or those songs, usually when they're like a nobody and they start out, is the record company, right? So as Taylor Swift first started out, she did her first six main albums – to this thing called uh, uh, a company called Big Machine Label Group, and Big Machine Label Group owns and acquires her catalog and owns the catalog of her first six albums, which, by the way, were very, very successful. Now, so what happens is this individual by the name of and I don't I didn't hear about this guy until this is this guy comes in and he has got a couple of bucks. And his name's Scooter Braun, and he buys the label or the company for $300 million and takes the rights of her first six albums. Now, there's this little thing going on, this little tiff. They're kind of bumping heads about, you know, well, Taylor's argument is you never really put me on notice. I, I wanted to, you know, I could have bought those. Right? You know, that's generally what she's saying. And, that, and then that's the evidence that's coming out. No, you were given notice. And for some reason, I didn't know this, but her father owns part of Big Machine Label Group or owns stock in it. Mm-hmm. And he knew about it. Her dad knew about it. And so um, uh, th- that's the big issue. Is there going to be lawsuits? This is one of the rare times we, we talk about something. The lawsuits haven't been filed, but this is something that occurs all the time. In fact, it occurred in uh, Prince, Jay-Z, and Janet Jackson, someone else owned them, and and they eventually got them back, but they own the actual uh, work, their work. Right. Here, when she was 15 years old, her dad helped negotiate the contract. He eventually buys stock in the underlying company that owns her catalog, and However, I think her dad has a really good um, argument that even if he would have known by the stockholders meeting that or shareholders meeting that this was going to be sold to another company for three hundred thousand dollars, three hundred million, three hundred million. Sorry, that's right. It was a lot more than that. And um, that, but he couldn't say anything because it could be almost insider trading in a way. You know, maybe not. It may not be publicly, uh, you know, traded company, but. You, you certainly, as a sh- shareholder, you're not going to go release this kind of information out because it could impact the cost of, or the value of your shares. There's also an issue regarding the master tapes because to a recordist, to, to an artist, that is to say, the master tapes are the real value. Anytime you get a CD or a download, it's a, a duplicate 
off of a master mix and then mixed down, and so it's a duplicate of a duplicate at very best. The master tapes have historical value. Tapes that they didn't go. Dialogue. People mm-hmm. say, well, let's try that and bring that up a little bit. You know, other things like that. So artists want to keep their master tapes because A, they have historical value, and B, they can mix, remix them and re-release them and make some money. Well, one of the things to point out here, it, it was a little different than buying the catalog. Now, Michael Jackson, for example, bought the Beatles catalog. Right, right. And he bought it for like $47, $48 million back in the day. He bought the catalog. What happened here is that Braun came in, didn't buy the catalog by itself. He bought Big Machine Label Group. He bought the company of which the catalog was an asset. Right. And and so that is part of the issue here about whether or not Taylor Swift would have, had she known about it, purchased the catalog by itself. I don't know, for example, that Taylor Swift's individual catalog is worth $300 million. Like if the Beatles catalog was only worth $47 million, and I realize that was 20-some-odd years ago, but it, I don't know that... The catalog itself was worth $300 million. The company was, and everything that goes with it, the catalog wasn't for sale individually. Um, Taylor Swift's dad said he chose not to attend the meeting because he didn't want to hear a bunch of people bashing his daughter. But you raise a good point whether or not he could have done anything about it. And had he told Taylor, he would have violated a confidentiality agreement. Yeah, exactly. And the other part that, that for me, that just bothers me, there's six albums, you guys, six albums. Why didn't she renegotiate? Why did she keep producing albums and giving the masters to this company? Why didn't she renegotiate? She certainly had the power to. It was part of the way to get her tapes back. We can, like, I'll tell you, what that was part of the deal. She had to produce new content to get her old content. That well, we're going to talk about a few yeah. other things when we come back. I'm going to note something else that uh, you haven't thought about. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. We will continue in just a minute. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 1376. 800 918 
Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. I like the Amargosa Valley. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. We're talking about Taylor Swift's uh, first uh, six, I believe, uh, uh, catalogs and the individual that bought them by buying the actual company that owned them, Big Machine Label. The one thing that's interesting to note, though, that uh, all kinds of people have brought opinions up about this and whether or not there's lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. But um, uh, there, there is the important thing to know that they can't, Nece- they can't necessarily take all these albums, do everything with them. They, uh, for example, uh, this individual uh, that that Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun, yeah. and uh, not just Scooter Braun, but Big Machine Label Group can't go out and sell uh, a lot of these um, songs to, say, a movie uh, theater or a movie company to 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 go ahead and and, and use them unless. She agrees to it, but it's vice versa. She yeah. can't do it either without his agreement. So, if there was an agreement between Taylor Swift and, uh, like, we'll just call it Big Machine (BMLG) yeah. for the usage of these songs before the sale to Braun, well, that agreement is still in place. Braun bought the company and all, all of right. the the catalog and all of the agreements that go along with it. I, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to jump on the side of the record company because a lot of people look at this and, boy, when this came out, there were people that just, oh, my gosh, look how much money they're making and and how dare Taylor Swift, because of her success, have all of this taken from her. And, and it kind of paints the record labels in a bit of a bad light as far as that because – and I admit that if it was solely focused on this one artist, I get that. But I think you have to look at the fact here of how many artists or groups does Big Machine Label Group or any other record company 
sign and promote and work and spend hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars working with that don't pan out, where they don't recoup their investment. That is common in the entertainment industry. In Hollywood, the first part of the year is what's called pilot season, where all of the actors want to be down there. They're all auditioning for these pilot shows that are going to be pitched to networks. And, and they'll, the networks are footing the bill for the production of 100, 150 shows of which, what, maybe five or six get picked up for primetime television. The rest, well, yeah, we spend a lot of money for this and it goes away. And there's got to be a way for these companies to be able to stay in business that allows them to take risks on acts that don't pan out so that they can make their money back on the ones that do. So when you get to Hollywood or you get to the music business, you come in as a wannabe, and if you're hit, you go out as a commodity. Taylor Swift came in as a wannabe. That's why they made the deal they made. Let's do this. I'm a wannabe. And now she's a commodity. And she's saying, look, I need to be treated like a commodity here. Now, there are those who say that what she's doing is a negotiation ploy because she'll get a cut of this sale. But she's negotiated to try to get a better deal. But here's the thing that bothers me the most about this. In order for her to get back rights over her catalog, her master tapes, she has to produce a new album to get rights to one of her old ones. Two for one, right? She can't buy them. She has to make more money for the company by producing yet another album to get the money back from the first album. But she, that she left did. this company. Though. She did. But, she... I, but I'm saying that's the only way she can get it back. So how does she do that? She can't. can't. That's the point. But that, that, yeah. That's true. Her, her deal with a Big Machine label group was that for every album she put out after the fifth or sixth one, she would get one of those albums back. You mean uh, the masters from those albums? Is that what you're talking masters about? Masters and, yes. and uh, also catalog, the music catalog rights. Okay. This but, is a, complete, a conclusive deal, wrapped up deal. But yeah. she has since re-signed, or signed with a new... She's with Universal Music Group now, so arguably that doesn't come into play. Now... You know, the, the question here is, well, why make it for four, five, six albums? I'll just give you an example. This is the example I gave to you guys at the break. Van Halen, 1978 debut album. I mean, off the charts. It was great. They went, they toured. Well, the music company, Warner Brothers in this case, has very good accountants, and they keep track of every expense, and they're not footing the bill for that. They put it back on the artist. So that limo ride is being paid for by Van Halen. And after their f first tour for their first album, they came home and they were $1.5 in debt. That's $1.5 million of $1978. And you know, they had to get back in the studio and release a second album for which they toured and then got in more debt. They didn't start breaking even with everything that has to happen until what? about the fourth or fifth album. And that's common in the industry, which is why they make these deals, because that is about how long, if you're if you're a big act and you tour and you do all of that, that's about how long it takes to where you start really getting out of the red and into the black on the balance sheet, and they make their money that way. Wow. That's interesting how that works. But anyway, we're going to follow this, see what happens, and uh, we'll, we'll see if Taylor gets any of her uh, catalog back from the first six uh, albums. One I found interesting, too, Denise, we brought up, and Denise does, uh, she's a family law attorney, I'm a personal injury lawyer, and Todd is a former prosecutor and a criminal uh, defense attorney, uh, and, and Jeff Bezos, you know, I, I feel really, really bad for his wife that um, Denise is just going to have to live a pauper's life, is that true? Um, well, relatively speaking, considering how much he's worth, um I think they settled in this case for $38 billion. That, that's billion with a B? Billion with a B. Oh, wow. Okay. Billion with a B. She gets $38 billion. Todd, let me tell you this. Wait, stop right here. Todd, she's single now. Well, you know, <laughs> do you need a pool, boy? <laughs> Todd, uh, I'm going to repeat this. And those of you listening who know Ms. Bezos, Todd's available. I, You know, for... Yeah, it, you know, that makes... I got you speechless for the first time. I... I that makes her the 22nd richest person in the world. Mm -hmm. And she's a novelist. And you know what? I like to read. So we, we got that going for us, right? And, and not that I'm greedy, but I'm not allergic to money. So, okay. so it's not like it's not like the thirty-eight billion would otherwise affect me. Well, you're practically married now. That's great. Well, hey, <laughs> does she like cats? 
Well, oh, oh, oh. that might be something. Well, let's assume she doesn't like. Okay, let's assume she doesn't like cats. You talk to your cats and say you will have a house about 1,500 square feet to yourself in the backyard, air conditioned, heated. With a lot of soft pillows. In Washington and State, I'll come, by the way. Come, and I'll come visit you. Servants. I'm sure they'll be five. They'll have little servants. They give them, like, what, what's those little cat, little little tiny jars of cat food? Yes, yes. Well, I think what I would do is I would just continue to make the payments on the house that I am currently residing in. I don't want to uproot the cats. It's very important for them because it can be a traumatic experience when, when dad leaves. And so I'll leave them there. My daughter, 18, probably wants to stay there, watch the cats, and she can do it. You know, I, I think it would be a... It would work. Yeah, sure. What about Radio Law Talk? Oh, oh, I would I would do Radio Law Talk. I you know, it might have to be remote. No, you'd you have, fly with your jet. You'd have to... Pa- yeah, yeah, we could do that. Or just fly you guys up. Okay. Come on up to Washington. Right. Yeah. All right. hmm. Her name's McKinsey, by the way. Oh, I love that name. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Let's I'm going to find her Twitter account. Let's, let's get say, her on the phone. Let's get her on the phone. <laughs> McKinsey, call in to Radio Law Talk. We're a nationally syndicated you know, radio show. Uh, and that's Yeah, he left. Now, you can talk about the details. What happened is Jeff Bezos uh, apparently has a girlfriend, and uh, she is an uh, individual by the name of Lauren Sanchez, former news anchor. And uh, he kind of admitted having an affair with her. And uh, that's when they kind of split up. Apparently, they have four children, wonderful children, married 20, what, 25 years? Yes. But um, this was fairly amicable. This was not like a huge thing. And and one of the things to note that's really important in divorce law is Washington state is a no-fault state. So what, and so is California. There are a lot of no-fault states. So what that means is that they don't have to assess fault on either of the parties in order to get the divorce. So they really don't care why they're getting a divorce. Had this been a fault state like New York or some of the other uh, southern um, states, um, she could have got it all. She could have gotten really? it all. Yes, because they punish the person that's at fault for why the divorce is coming. So if they ha- he had an affair, he admitted to that affair, um, had this been an, a fault state, he would have lost a lot of things. So no fault basically takes a divorce and turns it into a business transaction, essentially, right? We're just going to separate assets and exactly. figure out where the kids are going to stay and see you later. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And and Washington State also has a community kind of uh, thought about division, too. So she's going to get part of his money that was earned and um, accumulated during the community. So she gave up. She gave up the Washington Post. Uh, uh, she said, "I don't want to own Washington yep, Post. Right. I don't want your space exploration right. firm, Blue uh, Origin." And and she gave up her voting rights in the stock. So she doesn't get that in cash. That's stock in Amazon that she gets. Right. Exactly. And she got four percent stake in that company. And they started Amazon together in their garage in Seattle. And because it was together, that's why she's entitled to so much. Mm-hmm. Arguably. And this was they had yeah. nothing it was just a little tiny let's go work out in the garage type of thing well we're gonna be back we're gonna talk a little bit more about this we're gonna touch on the lawsuit about the gun manufacturers we'll be right back you can stream past episodes of radio law talk anytime you'd like it's on radiolawtalk.com Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call at 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack. Pretty shiny section just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Porter, Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com, lettyandcompany.com. Go to the website, radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk. So uh, we talked about earlier, we're going to talk about the parents of the Las Vegas uh, massacre are suing many gun manufacturers uh, and uh, some dealers saying that they... Uh, basically allowed this bump stock. The bump stock, which is uh, uh, when you take a rifle, it somehow hits your shoulder. I've actually tried to shoot one with it. I don't. I, I don't. That's weird. I, I've tried it once and I can't um, figure it out. But it, it bumps. It hits your shoulder and then it keeps pulling. It makes your hand pull back and pull the trigger. And they're arguing it's you're making it more like an automatic weapon, which is against the law. And that's what happened in this Las Vegas massacre. The individual had a bump stock and was able to shoot a, a, over a thousand rounds in ten minutes, which they're arguing that he wouldn't have uh, been able to do had you uh, not had these bump stocks. And and the issue is going to come down to what's called the Protection of Lawful commerce in arms act and that is an act that was passed july 20 uh, 29th or 24th 2005 that basically says that manufacturers of firearms and dealers are not going to be held liable when a crime occurs uh, with their products but there's still you know things that they they argue that they can say if it's a defective product a breach of contract uh, um, type of things, or if the manufacturer has any criminal misconduct, they could still be liable. But in general, this was a blanket over the top of the manufacturers of, of rifles and guns 
that make it so they can't be sued for a crazy guy going out and shooting people. Now, there's smart lawyers out there, and they're trying to figure ways around this. So the first real – I mean, there's a number of times that this has been, uh, you know, uh, come up against – what's the word? I guess you uh, – challenged. Challenged. And one of the, the well-known one that we talked about at Radio Law Talk, if you go back to around March of 2019, uh, we discussed this. And what happened in Connecticut Superior Court, October 2016 – um, a lawsuit was filed by the families of the victims of the Sandy Hook elementary case against all of these manufacturers. Well, guess what? The lower court held, look, under the, uh, it's called the PLCAA, the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, there's no way you could sue these manufacturers and threw it out. Well, the Supreme Court, again, this is the state Supreme Court of Connecticut, reversed it and said, yes, you could. And if you go back to our podcast, we talk all about that. Now, the parents of the Las Vegas massacre shooting are kind of trying to get around the PLCAA and say, look, it had nothing to do with the protections you're allowed. You manufactured this bump stock with full knowledge that it makes it into a automatic weapon, which is against the law, and you had knowledge of that, and and you and, you know, and actually. My understanding is the gun manufacturers didn't manufacture it. It was the uh, – there are some offshoot companies that, that – that, Yeah, an accessory company. Yeah, an accessory company yeah. that do it. So I don't know how the, they're arguing that the gun manufacturer is going to be liable outside the PLCAA protections uh, of that law that protects them. I guess the only argument would be that you knew about these uh, bump stocks and allowed it. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, and, and just because um, Connecticut decided a certain way, it doesn't mean that Nevada is going to decide the same way. Right. Uh, it may be persuasive type of arguments on, on both sides, but it, it's not a sure thing. That's one of the genius of our United States is that each state can have different laws and different opinions and different state Supreme Court decisions. And I think one of the things that would be borne out in the discovery process, for example, is, you know, they, they sue the gun manufacturer, they get the communications, and what if during the discovery process, they find communications between the manufacturer and then the accessories maker where they say, you know, look, we can't make it because of law that looks like this, but I'll tell you what, we will we will put these features in the gun that will be easily modifiable by your stuff, and then they can come to you and buy this and put it on, and well, well now you're just trying to skirt the law by telling the consumer, if you want this kind of gun, you got to go through a two-step process instead of a one-step process, we'll sell you the gun here, and then you go there and and to get the accessory, and that is borne out through discovery if there's liability like that. And so they've got to see what's going on there. Yeah, I think the underlying question is, is the bump stock protected by this um, uh, lawful commerce arms act? Yep. Because it's an accessory rather than being an actual um, gun. Yeah, if you want to talk about this, is 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. But this is not going to go away because there is a big fight, you know, among the, you know, right to bear arms people that are going to, uh, I, I bet this is, someday it's going to go to the United States Supreme Court. Oh, exactly. Especially if you get two states that decide the question differently and there's a split in decisions. That's when the Supreme Court more likely is going to put its hand on this. Well, the other issue also that I see, and a big one for this, is, is causation. I mean, a lot of people use the, the cigarette industry, tobacco industry, as saying, see, well, they made a product that's inherently dangerous, and even though people t- choose to use it, it can happen, and, and secondhand smoking up somebody out. So if somebody chooses to smoke, a third party can be harmed. They do that. Well, I think it's uniform of everything that gets out there with tobacco. The biggest issue I see with the guns here is the argument Okay, so if they didn't have the bump stock, if that's what you got the problem with, if the amount of bullets per second or per minute can be fired, if that's what you have the problem with, if they didn't have that, he would have killed X number of people, but because he had it, he killed Y, which is much greater. So there would be no liability to the company for only 
for producing an item that only takes the life of 10 people, but there is liability if there is 100 people. I mean, is it's either inherently dangerous or it's not. And to assess liability because the numbers go up, I think it make it a little bit more difficult. I'm not saying that that is an absolute winner for the gun rights. I'm saying that that's an argument that they're going to have to address in the course of litigation that's different than, say, other products liability cases that maybe came up? I, I don't know. That just seems to me to be something that's a little different there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be a good one to follow. It's going to be one we're going to follow. So anyway, let's let's go on to one final thing. I just wanted to – there's something that we, we, we just don't have the time, time to talk about. But the Jeffrey Epstein thing is all over – you know the media right now, and and the issue is about the the photos apparently of underage girls he found uh, that are found with him, and this is an individual that has some high-ranking people that he is friends with or hangs out with, and it's really not a political thing because it's across it's Democrats, Republicans, it's across the board. What's interesting is the U.S. Supreme Court just came down and said there's no double jeopardy when you have a state cause of action against um, uh, and a federal for the same crime that you got it. it. It was a very old case and they reaffirmed that case and now you've got Epstein popping up where they had a settlement in this in um, the Southern District of Florida where he pled to state causes or state crimes i should say right. and now the federal in the southern district of new york is coming after and him. now allegations are surfacing that he's allegedly tried to silence some of the witnesses with some handsome payoffs so this is getting more interesting every moment isn't he's it? a wealthy it man is. is i did just read yesterday i believe that acosta think that's his name who yes. was the he's the current labor secretary he was the prosecutor that gave the sweetheart deal to epstein has indicated that he is going to step down mm-hmm. i believe either next week or the week after so he is stepping down look sometimes prosecutors make deals here and oftentimes the reason they make a deal is to spare the victim of a second round of a victimization by a very aggressive and egregious attorney The problem in this case with the deal that was reached is they never told the victims about the settlement. The victims found out about it after the fact. It wasn't for them. It was for something completely different, and I think that it was wrong. And I do, too, and I think Acosta should be. Yes. Now, quick takes. Fred. Uh, Be careful when you have no money. You're working in your garage in Washington trying to make some sort of little business Make sure you get yourself a prenup, even if you have no money. Denise? I think that Taylor Swift should have negotiated for a right of first refusal to purchase her masters in the event that the company is sold and her masters are going to go to a new owner. And Mr. Cunin? If you took $38 billion $1 bills in Las Vegas and stacked them one on top of the other and then tipped that stack over, you would be able to walk on dollar bills from Las Vegas to New York City. Miss Former Bezos, look me up on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Remember, you go to radiolawtalk.com to hear all of our shows. Tell your friends about us. See you next week. I'm Fred Penny, your host. This is Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.